Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. I am Minister Ginger London. Welcome to the Ginger London Show. I am so excited about what's happening uh, for the next 22 days. We are doing the Got to Get Myself Together 2014 Summer Conference. Uh, the theme this year is 22 Days of Maximizing Ministry, Life, uh, Ministry, Business, and Life. And so we'll be going 22 days straight. We're going to have um, radio shows, telecalls. Uh, we have special guests that are going to be coming on, on uh, who will be expert in different areas. Um, but I'm excited because tonight is the kickoff night. I'll tell you a little bit about how the teleconference is going to go. It's from August the 10th to the 31st of 2014. That's this year. As There will be over 22 powerful anointed uh, tele, uh, uh, seminars, special blog talk radio shows um, on kingdom ministry, business, and life. And so whatever area that you need to get yourself together in or if you know someone, uh, please get um, share the uh, registration link with them so that they can register uh, for, the, um, for the 22 days of maximizing life and business and ministry. And every year um, in the summer, we actually do, uh, i got to get myself together, check-in. We do one in January at the top of the year, and then we come back in the summertime and we do the check-in. So we can touch bases with you to see um, how are you doing with your goals that you set at the top of the year or, or whatever it is that you decided to do for yourself um, um, and for your pur- life's purpose this year. So we check in with you to see how is it going because we still have a few more months left for the year. And so this is the uh, motivational and encouragement series to keep you excited, to keep you going so that you won't give up in well-doing, so that you won't faint, so that you can keep pressing and see whatever it is that the Spirit of God has promised you for this year. So you can see the manifestation. Our assignment is to encourage you to keep you moving. So we're going to have over 22 uh, powerful and anointed teleseminars um, and special blog talk radio shows. Um, and what I want to do is I want to teach you, along with my special guests, on some of the shows, how to make the most of, make the best use of, and take full advantage of your God-empowered potential. Sometimes we um, shortchange ourselves because we do not maximize our potential or the spiritual gifts that God has given us or the creative ideas that he's given us. We don't maximize it, so we don't experience uh, taking full advantage of it, and we don't make the best use of it, and we don't make the most of what we've been given because we shorten ourselves by either not pushing all the way through or we uh, procrastinate or we come up with all kind of excuses about why we're not doing it to the fullest potential. So some of the um, uh, topics that we're going to have, starting with tonight, uh, we're going to have, well, let me say this, 
August the 10th through the 20th will be on maximizing ministry, business, and careers. And so in this series, we will have topics such as getting yourself together, the importance of making a committed decision to succeed. That's tonight's show. Um, are your nets clean? That will be tomorrow morning, which is um, August the 11th, Monday morning at 10 a.m. It's going to be a conference call. So if you're registered, you're going to receive the call-in information with the um, for that particular show. You will need a pin, so you'll get the, um, the number to dial in and the pin. So are your nets clean? And we're going to be talking about when we say are your nets clean, when Jesus told um, some of the disciples, launch out into the deep and let your nets down. And when they caught it, it was overwhelming what they got, uh, the amount of it. So we're going to be looking at what can get in the way of your nets, making the catch that God wants you to make, and you actually pulling in the harvest, the, the harvest that will overload uh, your boats, if you will, uh, the, the bigger catch, whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry, or whether it's on your career, because everybody will not be a business owner. Everybody will not be in ministry. Most people do have careers, and they're on their jobs, and they love them, love their jobs. And so they want to advance to supervisors, managers, CEOs, CFOs. So how do you make that larger catch? And so we're going to be looking at what could get in the way of your net, some debris, maybe there's a hole in the net, maybe the net needs to be mended. What needs to take place? So that when you let your nets down, your nets are strong enough for the harvest that God wants you to experience. And then uh, for the lunch and learn on um, tomorrow, we're going to be doing timing. And we're going to be talking about the difference between um, uh, the different uh, seasons and timings in your life. You know, how are you managing the time that God has allotted to you? And do you know the difference between the time periods in your life and the seasons? that are in your life. And so some of those, that's tomorrow. Uh, again, are your next clean will be at 10 a.m. Central Time, and timing will be the Lunch and Learn, 12.15. So, and then some of the other topics for the, for, um, the week coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, business and ministry development days on a budget. How do you increase your knowledge? How do you perfect the gift? How do you um, make your, empower yourself to be wiser, stronger, more knowledgeable of what it is that God has given you are the area that you are pursuing in your life. And so how do you do those things? How do you have business development days on a budget? You don't have to spend a lot of money to learn what you need to know. Okay, so then we're going to talk about um, be that courageous, building your confidence for success. The Word of God says being confident of this. He that began a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ. And we know, so we know that we're supposed to be confident, but sometimes we can lose our confidence because things don't happen the way uh, we think they should or they don't happen as quickly as we think they should, and we lose, we lose focus and we lose our, our, our momentum. So how do, I, how do you build your confidence? Um, and then we're going to talk about help. I need a mentor. We can, no one can do it alone. Um, how to monetize your knowledge. Some of you are sitting on your wealth. You have information or you know things that people can be paying you for. You know, uh, sometimes um, you're trying to figure out how to have that residual income or that extra income, and you don't realize that even if you're on your job, if you're an expert or you're good at what you do, there are people who will pay you for the knowledge that you have just so you can teach them how to do what you're doing or how to be better on their job. 
you know, so how do you monetize your knowledge? Um, then we're going to talk, um, we're going to do one on how to start a, a teaching ministry or a speaking a business. Um, then we're going to do stir up the gift, fanning the flames of your assignment. Sometimes when we make it halfway through the year, the flame kind of goes down a little bit and we're not as excited as um, we were at the top of January. So how do you stir that gift up so that you can become excited again and you can uh, feel that um, that fire uh, like shut up in your bones, like in your belly area, you know, that can push you to finish strong uh, this year. And then um, uh, I'm going to do a class on stop doing things out of grace. And what I mean by that is there are things that you're supposed to be doing in your life and you haven't accomplished them because you are outside of the grace that you have been granted. You're doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with your life's purpose, your career, your ministry, your business. Sometimes we step outside of our lane and into somebody else's lane trying to do something that looked good, and what we're doing is we're doing things out of grace. So I want you to stop doing things out of grace, come back under the covering of grace so that you can can uh, be successful in what God has called you to do and so that you won't get burned out, you won't become frustrated, um, you know, again, will not faint in, um, in well-doing. So stop doing things out of grace. Then we're going to have a bonus um, Tell a seminar from a, uh, a guest expert um, who's going to be talking about the myths of grants and grant writing uh, for nonprofits. And his name is Robert Quintero, and he is excellent out of the Houston area. And so if you've ever thought about starting a nonprofit organization, or if you know someone who has one and they're trying to get grants or they're trying to write grants, that's going to be um, the uh, class for them, the Tell a Seminar for them again. Please give them the registration links. You get the information if you are registered um, for um, the teleconference. The registration for the live calls are free. Of course, if you want to upgrade and want to be able to have access to the replay, um, they're $97 for over 22 um, telecalls and radio shows um, up until, I think, September the 3rd. And then we, we took $100 off, and then we're going to put the $100 back on after the 3rd. So during the week of August the 21st, through the 31st, we're going to be talking about maximizing life strategies. We're going to be dealing with your life, and we're going to be uh, we're going to kick that off with getting yourself together, managing your daily life. How do you manage your life? How do you set boundaries around your life so that in the course of a 24-hour period, you have done everything that has been purposed for your life? And at the end of the day, you're not exhausted or burned out, but you're excited about your life, and you are glad that you you that you. Your day went the way that it, it did on that particular day. We're going to talk about the influence of social media on your health. We're going to have a guest speaker. Her name is uh, Gail Hollins. She's um, a registered nurse and um, instructor, health instructor. She's going to be talking to us about that. We're going to deal uh, with a, um, in a relationship areas. So we're going to be talking about cheaters and trap setters, um, how uh, people get involved with, the, uh, with, um, with these types of people, and how do you break free of a relationship where you're involved with somebody who's a liar, a cheater, or a trap setter. Um, we're going to deal with um, who are you running with? What's your circle of influence? Who, who are you hanging around, and how is it impacting your life or hindering your life? Uh, we're going to do the Samson and Delilah syndrome. That's in the area of relationships. We're going to be talking to the men then. We're going to be talking about how a strong man can be taken down by allowing himself to lay his head in the lap of the wrong woman. And we're going to look at what really took place in that scenario. How, you know, why did he give in? Why did he let um, um, her know his secret? 
And what happens when a man connects to a woman who is paid to find out the secret of his strength to bring him down? A lot of sisters getting paid to bring brothers down. So we're going to deal with that. Then we're going to also deal with don't bring home another project. We're talking to men and women then about how you feel like you're the only person who can fix him, fix her, get him straight, get her straight, or you bring home these uh, straight puppies, if you will, or projects, and you think you can fix them. And that if you, if they just connect with you, if they stay with you, if they marry you, you're going to get in there and you're going to work hard and you're going to change them, you're going to fix them, it doesn't work. And then we're going to do um, so long insecurities uh, from a personal uh, perspective. Some people don't engage in relationships, whether it's friendships or a personal uh, romantic relationships because they're very insecure and they just can't function because insecurities are in the way. And I'm going to talk to you about how to get rid of all of that. And then um, we're going to talk again, and we'll talk on the, another budget show we're going to do is um, self-improvement on a budget. Just like you can have a business development day on a budget, you can have self-improvement on a budget. If you cannot afford to pay a counselor if you need one or a therapist if you need one, $150, $200 an hour, whatever it is, you may not be able to afford that, but if you really think about it, you can't afford um, a fourteen ninety nine workbook on building your self-esteem or you can't afford um, uh, an eighteen ninety nine workbook on uh, anger management or uh, preparing for marriage or, you know, everything um, that you invest in to improve your life doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. You know, so we're going to talk about how you can find those resources on, on a budget and or how you can find those resources um, at inexpensive um, prices so that you can begin to build your knowledge base and your resources to help you improve your life. And then we're going to do a special show on help. I need a life coach. A lot of people need life coaches. They just don't know it or they don't admit it. But when you understand what the purpose of a life coach is or a business coach is, for those who are trying to get somewhere, you know, with in, uh, in a systematic, strategic way, you will learn in that show the importance of having a life coach or a business coach that's helping you and showing you step-by-step what it is that you need to do um, to uh, get yourself together and finish strong this year and go into um, the next year doing uh, great and wonderful um, things. And so let's um, have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and get started with um, tonight's show. So um, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight. We honor you. We bless your name, O God. Father, we know, dear God, that the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. I decrease as he increases. Holy Spirit, become the great God. Become the great teacher for those who are listening who may be heavy-hearted. Become the comforter that they need to be able to hear. I pray that everyone who has an ear to hear on tonight will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them as it relates to uh, being, uh, making committed decisions in their lives and how to actually uh, live their lives according to wise choices. I thank you for an opportunity. I'm so humbled to be able to speak into their lives and teach them according to what you said to me. I pray that every word that I speak will be words on assignment, that nothing, Father God, will be uh, filled with self or gain, uh, uh, vainglory, Lord God, that everything I do will be to your glory and not to mine. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So once again, I'm Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining the show on tonight. Um, and tonight's show is the kickoff show for the Gotta Get Myself Together um, 2014 teleconference. And the topic tonight is the importance of 
a committed decision, a, the importance of committed decision making to succeed. Now, and when I say succeed, I'm talking about any area of your life. That's not just in business. That's not just in ministry. I'm talking about any area. You could be in a career. So we're going to be talking about um, that. So let's start with the definition of uh, decision. And I found, too, uh, when I was studying and preparing this, from two of my, uh, one is a personal mentor, one is a distant, uh, uh, long-distance learning mentor. One of them is uh, Mike Murdoch. Maybe some people have heard of evangelist Mike Murdoch, and he gives a definition in his writings on uh, the definition for a decision. And he said, it's a determination to follow a course of action. And I really like that definition because that's exactly what it is. When you decide to do something, it is a determination on the inside of you to follow that course of action of whatever you decided. So if you decided to be a business, if you make a decision to be a, um, a business owner, then you're going to be determined to follow the course of action that's going to turn you into becoming a business owner. If it's on your, um, on your job, and let's say you want to be a supervisor or you want to um, actually um, say, uh, what is it, uh, a CEO or someone in a, a very high authoritative position, then when you make that decision that you're going to go for that, the next thing you do is you're determined to follow the course or the path that will make that manifest in your life. So if being a supervisor or being a, um, a CEO or some type of authoritative figure in your company means that you go take more classes or you go through some um, in-house seminars with the company or you train under somebody in the company, when you make that decision, you're going to be determined to follow that course of action because you want to see the manifestation of that decision that you made. If you decided in life that you want to be a pleasant, pleasing loving person because, you know, in the past you were mean, ugly, and hateful. You know, when you make that decision, then you're going to be determined to do whatever the course of action says that you need to do. So if it says that you need to practice being courteous more, you need to say thank you more, you need to be um, practice being more pleasant, you need to um, get into the Word of God, into the Scriptures and learn and, and read the Scriptures and learn what the Scripture says about um, uh, treating how to treat other people, uh, what type of uh, uh, continent or what type of disposition you should have, what should your personality be like, what should your character be like, then once you made that decision, you're going to follow the course that's going to put you in the direction of accomplishing that decision or seeing the manifestation of it. One of my personal mentors, Bishop Ivy Hilliard, um, uh, my spiritual father, says the definition of, it, of decision is, um, a course of uh, a quality choice to act in a deliberate manner to accomplish a predetermined objective. It's a quality choice. So a decision is a quality choice. What that means is that you're not um, just haphazardly making choices. or uh, You are actually investing in some quality thinking time. You're investing in some, uh, you're looking at all the different um, uh, aspects of something or uh, you're looking, you're gathering data, you're gathering information. You know, what do I need to make a quality choice? It, you know, I'm making sure that I have everything in front of me, you know, uh, so that I can review it, so I can assess what, what, you know, if it's something that's pertinent to the decision that I need to make, and if it is, I need to keep it in, the, in, the, in front of me so that I can have everything that I need. So it's a quality choice to act in a deliberate manner. So once you've made a decision, you're saying once you have the – you make that quality choice that I have now 
um, committed to actually do this. This is a deliberate action that I'm going to take. This is something that I'm purpose. I have purpose for myself to take. This is an action that I want to do to accomplish a predetermined objective. And again, if it's to be a better person, that's your objective. If it's to start a ministry, that's your objective. If it is to open a business, that's your objective. Get more clients, grow your business, increase your uh, revenues on your business. If it's in your career to be a, a supervisor, that's the objective. And so I've made a quality choice. Again, I put things in front of me to help me uh, look at what it is, what is needed to actually get to the objective. And once I have that available information um, in front of me, then I can honestly say that I made a quality choice in making that and in, in making the decision. And so, again, I'll read that one to you, a quality choice to act in a deliberate manner to accomplish a predetermined objective. So it's interesting when you think about decisions, when you make uh, um, decisions in the natural to do something your life, uh, uh, within your life and, and with your life that will glorify God, what happens is you trigger the supernatural power of God and the grace of God to bring it to pass. You know, remember, we, can, we, we can't really do anything in and of ourselves and see the manifestation that we would like to see. You know, a lot of people think that they can, but if you're a spirit feeler, if you're a faith-believing faith, um, and faith-action type person, you know that there's nothing that we can do disconnected from God, our, our ultimate source in life. And so when you talk about decisions, decisions are choices. They're choices that we make. Even when you decide, when you, when you make a decision not to decide, it's a choice not to make a decision. It's a choice not to look at the facts. It's a choice not to gather information. It's a choice that you make, you know, not to, um, to pursue um, some type of action to, that will indicate that you decided. You know, you make excuses. You say, oh, I'm, just, I'm not going to think about it right now. That's still a choice that you've made. You decided not to think about it, which means you decided not to do anything about whatever it is. Okay, so decision or choices. So your present state in life is the end result of choices you have made and efforts you have put forth. And if you look back over the, the full spectrum of your life and just let's, just look at this year only, you know, if you look back over the last um, six, seven, eight months uh, of this year, if you honestly look at your life, you can see the choices that you've made, and then you can see um, the manifestation of those choices, whether they were good choices or bad choices, you know, or in between neutral choices, if you will, if there's such a thing, you know, just giving somebody a little grace room here, you know, because sometimes people just don't have the knowledge they need to make good choices. So if you look back over the last eight months, what type, what results have you seen in your life? And whatever choices you made, did you commit to them? Were they committed decisions? Were they committed choices? Or did you just make a choice or, or choose something and then you put it down, you didn't really work on it, and then when somebody mentioned it, you said, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be doing that. You know, I better get back on that because, whoo, it's August. I better get back on that and start doing something with that. You know, sometimes we lay down and lay aside, you know, um, the choice that we made. It's a good choice. It's a godly choice. It's a great choice. But we don't pursue it. We don't take deliberate action. And so we don't see the manifestation. And then when we get questioned or it's brought up, we feel a little guilty because we know we haven't done anything with the, with the choice we made. So your success in your life, in your ministry, and uh, your business is a product of your accurate decision-making. And every time you make a decision in life, it needs to be accurate. It needs to be sharp. It needs to be on point. It needs to be based on truth. 
It needs to be something that's going to propel you and move you forward in life, period. That's it. That's good decision-making is when you have quality and accurate decision. When you're, and, and it's a skill that you have to practice. All of us have to learn how to be precise in our decision-making, to be accurate in our decision-making. But you can do it. It's, it's, it's not something that's beyond your reach. You can do it. I, if for those who may still be on their jobs, if you're in a, in a position on your job where um, you have to make a quick decision, your supervisor's at lunch, you know how the – uh, uh, whatever whatever area uh, expertise that you're in, you know how it goes and something comes up, sometimes you're in a position where you have to make a quick, fast uh, decision and you can't text or phone someone to see what to do. And, uh, and sometimes people say you've been on the job long enough to know how to make this decision. So over the years or, or however long it took you, you learned and developed a decision-making, you learned the skills to make good decisions on your job. It's the same thing in your career, um, in your business, your ministry, in your life. It's, it has to be something that you develop. Uh, it takes practice. Um, I'm not real big on the hit, miss, or fake it till you make it kind of thing. I just simply say, you know, uh, make the decision to the point that you can make the decision. So if you can only uh, make the decision to point A because you don't have enough information to go to point E or F, then make your a good decision to point A and then gather you some more information, collect you some more data, ask around, ask people their opinion, depending on what it is. But if, if you're developing that decision-making skill and you want to be committed to the decisions that you make, then make accurate decisions to the point where you can make them. So if it's to point A, point B, point C, wherever it is, make the accurate decisions to that point until you in, develop your skills to go beyond where you are. And you can do that, all right? So um, the decision-making, uh, the decisions that you make to glorify God is the choice that goes, uh, that gives purpose to your life, gives purpose to your business, purpose to your ministry. It just gives you purpose. And that's a good feeling is when you can make decisions and you see them manifest, and they're all tied back into why you're here. What is your big uh, uh, assignment in the earth? And when you can see the decision impact your assignment and you see the manifestation of it, your face just lights up. There's a smile on, you know, comes across your face because you're saying to yourself, that was a good decision I made. And whenever you find yourself doing that, you maybe you need a, a decision-making journal, and you need to write those down, keep track of good decisions that you make and the manifestation of those decisions so that as you're developing and you're growing and your skills are sharpening, you have something to go back to. You have uh, a powerful testimony journey as you grow in decision-making and as you begin to apply yourself to deliberately making them, you know, uh, come to, uh, to pass. So when we talk about decisions, we're talking about um, some decisions making like a, um, a huge part Decisions are a huge part of just the daily function of life, of any individual, of mine, of, your, of my life, your life. You know, so learning how to effectively make decisions is, is worth exploring. It's worth looking into that, trying to uh, discovering or figuring out how to make good decisions. And sometimes you may make a bad decision and you go back and you say, wow, I didn't make the good choice there. Let me, look, let me look back over this and see where did I miss it or, you know, where did I not apply the most accurate, uh, concise um, uh, perspective that would have helped me to make uh, the best decision in this situation. But it's through experience that you learn how to do it. You know, um, sometimes when, 
you know, when you think about a decision you have to make, it can become very paralyzing. paralyzing. Uh, so it, it, it just um, depends on what the subject is or what area of life that you need to make the decision in. Sometimes it can uh, be a, a crisis situation, and it can really shock you, imi- uh, you know, initially, and you have to really uh, calm your spirit down so that you can think clearly, you know, after the initial shock of maybe a crisis situation or um, an unexpected something, you know, you have to really uh, position yourself to just kind of quiet your spirit down so that you can focus. And then there are times where um, you really won't have that chance. That's why you need to develop your skills in decision-making because there are some emergency situations, some crisis situations, some right now at this very moment situations where you have to make a decision and you won't have time to go to meditate for 30 minutes. You know, it could be a business deal and you're going to have to make a decision right then and there. Is this the, is this the deal for me? You know, is this what I'm supposed to sign off on? Or if it's in ministry, you know, you get an invitation or you get an opportunity uh, uh, for something, and you won't have seven days to fast and pray. You're going to have to uh, know how to make a decision and discern whether or not that's something for you. And so that comes with skill. It comes with practice. It comes with experience um, in uh, in doing that. And so the importance of making um a committed decision. It's the first step um, in building a successful life. And I'm going to use life, and I'm talking about every area that I, that this uh, teleconference is going to be about. So um, well, I'm going to use life so I won't have to keep saying business, career. So you, so if you're on the call, you know what I mean. When I say life, I mean every area of life. You know, so, so when you think about that for a moment, that it is the first step. It's the foundation block or foundation ground that you have to build, you know, it is that stable uh, foundation that you have to build um, your life on, or not your life, or your success on in life is what you have to build it on. That's the foundation. It's decision-making. Everything is going to be decision-making. If you're in retail, what products do I buy? Who do I buy them from? How much do I want to spend on it? You know, it's the foundation. All of those are decisions that you have to make. You know, do I want to do a trade, do this trade show? Do I want to do this business expo? You know. All of those are decisions that you have to make. So, you know, the first step is to make a decision to do so. You know, if you want to be successful, you have to decide that you're going to be successful in every area of your life or just in life. You have to make that decision. You know, sometimes, you know, people say they want to be successful in different areas of life, but they never decide to do it. And what I mean by that is, once again, going back to the definition, you know, of, of uh, decision, uh, when you decide to do something, it sets you on a course of action. So people say a lot of things that they want to do, but they never position themselves to follow the course of action that will help them manifest what they say they have decided to do. I want to be a better person, but they never set themselves in position to practice being nice, to practice being cordial, uh, to uh a practice extending grace and mercy to others, long-suffering towards others. They never do. They just say, I want to be a better person, but they continue to be mean-spirited and hateful, uh, gossipy, uh, back, you know, uh, tail-bearers or, uh, you know, uh, sarcastic, mean-spirited or whatever. You know, they never change. They just say they want to change, but they never actually decide to change. They just say they want to change because once they've decided to change, They'll take the course of action to change. All right, so a lot of people say they want to do a lot of things. So a committed decision is the foundation ground upon which you want to be successful in your life. 
And so um, another interesting de- um, definition of the word decide in the natural, um, it comes from the Latin word um, decidere, decidere, uh, which means to cut off from. Now, that's interesting when you, when you look at that. It means to cut off from. So what that means is when you, when you research and do um, a study on the word, it, uh, it comes down to this, that when you make a decision that you're going to succeed in life, it means that you are cutting off the very possibility of not succeeding. And I thought that was fantastic. You know, when you make a decision to be successful, when you make a decision to, be, to succeed in life, it means that you are cutting off the very possibility of not succeeding in life. And I thought that was great. I thought that was powerful because once uh, you realize that there's no possibility that you will be a failure, no possibility that you will not succeed, it should motivate you to literally just um, go on um, in your life to be the very best person or whatever it is that you're supposed to be. So, you know, uh, let's look at um, three components. I'm going to give you a lot of notes on this show, so if you're taking notes, but you have access to the replay of, this, of the radio shows. But um, I'm going to give you three components of making um, a bad decision, okay? And this is, may help you to kind of, um, if you want to um, look back over or kind of um, examine uh, your life and say, you know, where have I missed it? You know, what, have I, what was I doing wrong or what was there that was keeping me from making really good, committed um, uh, decisions? The first one is a lack of understanding. You know, the scripture tells us that wisdom is the principal thing, and with all of your getting, getting understanding. And sometimes people just don't want to get the understanding. They, you know, some people think they know it all. I've experienced it. I know what I'm talking about. Or uh, they get a little knowledge, and they think that's all they need. They need. No, you're going to make good decisions. You need to get an understanding. You know, if you're lacking an understanding, don't make that decision right now. Again, remember I said make it to the point that you can make it. But if there's a lack of understanding about um, what is going on and why a particular decision needs to be made and what is necessary to make that decision, you will not make the right decision. So a component, the first component of making a bad decision is a lack of understanding. Number two is misplaced priorities. You know, sometimes we make bad decisions in life because our priorities are not, are not uh, prioritized or structured correctly. You know, we have misplaced priorities. We, you know, when we should be focused on one area, we focus on something else. You know, when we should be making a decision about um, uh, careers or ministry or business, we go and make a decision, uh, make a decision on whether or not we're going to go to the movies tonight, you know, or whether or not we're going to go rent a movie from the Redbox thing or you know, are we going to go out to dinner with our, with our friends and, you know, just hang out? And so while you're at, at, the, at the restaurant hanging out, your opportunity to do something to position yourself to, be even, to, to succeed or be more successful, you're missing it because you didn't prioritize what was the most important. What is the most important decision that needs to be made right now at this point in my life? Is it to focus on uh, succeeding in the area that I say I want to succeed in or improving in uh, my life, in the area that I want to improve? Or is it more important to go see the latest movie that just came out? Because, you know, this is the opening weekend of this movie, and I'll work on that later. I'm going to go run over here and see the movie. Okay, so sometimes we have misplaced priorities. And number three, lack of um, uh, understanding kingdom principles. You know, a lot of times we say we're spirit-filled, we want to 
uh, be led by the Spirit of God, but we don't learn or understand kingdom principles in different areas of life. And there, there are kingdom principles on every area of life. There's nothing new under the sun. The Bible addresses everything. So if your focus is on succeeding in business, the Bible addresses it. If your focus is on uh, succeeding in ministry, the Bible addresses that. And if your focus is on your career as, as an employee, the Bible addresses that. If it's just changing your life uh, to live a, a more holy and godly, godly life, the Bible addresses that. So sometimes we have a lack of understanding of kingdom principles, and it keeps us from making godly decisions and good choices in our lives because we don't understand what the scriptures are really saying in certain areas of our lives. Okay, and so we, we miss out on that because um, we don't have that understanding. And remember, again, the Word of God says, in all of your getting, get an understanding. And so those are the three components of making a bad decision. So now let's look at the benefits of making a decision. There are some benefits to making a really good decision, uh, um, a decision. When you make a, a committed decision, you become more focused. Point blank, you become more focused, and that is just awesome because in order for you to hit the mark or to press toward the mark of the high calling, whatever that is for you, you have to be focused on that. And you can't be focused if you're not making decisions that, that guide your focus or your, your, um, your thought life, your vision, all of your energies toward that mark. If you don't know where the mark is, you can't hit it. So, I mean, you know, you you can try throwing at it, and you might, you know, uh, you know, by chance hit it in the, you know, hit it in the center. But if you don't really know where the mark is, you won't even know where to start uh, throwing anything or moving toward that. So it helps you to stay focused. Once you see what the mark is of the high, what what is the the high calling of God on your life? Once you know what it is, and you know what you're supposed to be doing. When you learn to make committed decisions, it keeps you focused on the assignment. And that's your responsibility. You are, once you say yes to whatever it is that God says your life is supposed to do with your life, you have to be committed to focusing on that. And so you can't do that if you are making poor decisions or bad decisions. It ta- it, it, so making good decisions help you to, to be more focused. Number one, it brings cl- number two, brings clarity. When you make good, discommitted decisions, it brings clarity to your life. So now your perspective, your vision isn't fuzzy. You know, you're not, you're not wondering what you're supposed to be doing. You're not trying to figure out if so-and-so is somebody you ought to connect with or should I go over here and apply for a job? You know, um, you know, uh, you know what, uh, am, I, am I supposed to be singing in ministry? Am I supposed to preach? Am I supposed to, you know, teach what I'm supposed to be doing? When you make a committed decision and you know what you're supposed to be doing, it, it brings clarity to your life. And whenever the vision is clear for you, when that's clear, automatically start doing great things. Because if you remember, there was a blind man and Jesus, uh, you know, spat down and put the mud on his eyes. He said, what do you see? He said, I see trees. I see people that look like trees walking around. Well, his vision wasn't clear. Okay, but then when he touched him again, he said, now what do you see? He could see the people clear. And when he was able to see clear, when he got clarity brought back to his vision, then he got up and he went on with the rest of his life. And that's what good decision-making does for you. It brings clarity to your life so that you can go on and do exactly 
what it is that you're supposed to do. So number one, it, it helps you to have more focus. Number two, it helps you to have cl- bring clarity to your uh, life or business. And number three, purpose. When you make a committed decision, you have more purpose. And remember I said that earlier in the, in, in part, in the definition. It helps you to have perp- give, give some direction to the purpose on your life. And a lot of people are trying to figure out what it is they're supposed to do with their lives. What's my purpose? They don't know which way to go. They don't know uh, what they should be doing. And when they don't know that, it's hard for them to make decisions about even trying to find something to do. They don't know what type of job they should apply for. They don't know what they should be doing in church. They don't know, you know, what if, if, if they know they're supposed to be entrepreneurs because they're not clear, don't even know what type of business they should start. So it helps, um, it helps you to become more uh, purposed in your life and more inspirational. And what I mean by inspirational is it gives you the energy that you need to pursue it, to pursue that decision and make it manifest in your life. You know, you, it, it gives you that motivation uh, uh, nudge in your spirit. It's that quickening in your spirit. It's, it's inspiring. It's uh, rejuvenating. It's exciting. And it pushes you to go forth to make the decision manifest and happen in your life. And that's, that is exciting is when you know the thing that you're doing, every choice you're making, every decision that you make has something to do with propelling you to the next level or getting you to the manifestation of completing your assignment here in the earth. So the benefits of making a decision, again, uh, more focus, more clarity, uh, brings purpose, uh, brings inspiration to your life and motivation to you. Now, what a decision is not. Okay, a decision is not a goal, all right? Now, I know we make a lot of goals at the top of the year, and even sometimes when we come halfway through and we say, oh, I haven't done so well, let me, read, let me do these goals again. But a decision is not a goal. Okay, so when you, when you think about decision, I'm going to give you some key words here. A decision is a declaration, it's a commitment, it's general, and it comes before the goal. Okay, so if it's a de- if, if it's a decision, it's it's a declaration, it's it's a commitment, it's a it's general, and it comes before the goal. Let me give you an example. If you say um, a decision, an example of a decision would be um, to um, have a successful business. All right, a goal for that would be to have ten new clients in six months. So see the difference? It's general. The decision is general. You know, I want to be successful in ministry. And the goal would be I'm going, to take, I'm going to establish 10 ministry contacts within the next 30 days. All right? Um, I want to be a supervisor uh, on my job, very general. The goal would be to increase my learning by reading three books in the next 30 days in the area of my expertise in my, uh, or my career. All right? And so that's, that's what it is. A decision also it's not a mission statement. It's not a long, um, drawn-out something that you're going to uh, um, make. It is so, it's, just, it's very simple. It's very clear. It's very concise. It's, it's memorable, meaning you can remember what you decided, it, and it's very inspiring. Okay, so an example of that would be my life purpose is to serve business owners. This is who I am. It is what I do. All right, very simple. You know, that's a, that's a decision. You know, it's clear, it's concise, it's memorable, it's expiring, all right? And so when you think about a mission statement, which kind of tells you how you're going to do that, you know, um, it will say something like this. 
Um, I endeavor to manifest my destiny by enabling single women to achieve greater fulfillment while contributing to the peace and joy of humanity. So the mission statement puts some feet to the decision or the declaration of, that you've made. We're gonna, you know, the committed decision you made is, hey, you know, look, I'm going to serve uh, single women. All right? The mission statement then turns around and, te- and says how you're going to serve the single women. All right, and so it's not a mission statement. It's um, it's uh, it's it's not a goal. It's not a mission statement. And so let me give you those elements that I just talked about um, to let you uh, to say what the the uh, decision is made of. It's clear. Remember, I just said that it's clear. It should be easily un- understood by even the youngest of, of of people. You know, a twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old. When you make that uh, decision declaration, it be something. It should be something real simple for people to understand. It's concise and it's memorable, all right? You should be able to easily recite your decision from memory. So if you decide you want to be a better person, you say, I, my decision is I want to be a better person. I want to live a more fulfilling life. You should, that should not be something hard to remember. You know you want to be a better person. You should be able to remember that, you know. So make it very clear, make it concise and memorable, and then you want it to be um, – uh, inspirational. You want it to evoke some type of feeling in you, okay? You want it to actually, uh, you, when you do, when you when you make the declaration, you want to have some feeling behind what you're saying. You don't want to just say you want to do it and then you know, like I said, you put it down on the shelf. You know, you you know, you kind of numb. You you said it, but you don't feel anything. Well, one day I'm gonna feel that. You don't know. No. You when you make that decision, uh, committed decision, you want it to spark something on the inside of you. And the spark that you want is the spark that motivates you to, to take action. You want it to uh, be, uh, you want some feeling behind that decision, um, uh, making uh, the decision that you're, that you're making or the decision that you're deciding uh, um, to make. And so, uh, again, let me give them to you. That you want it to be clear, concise, and uh, memorable. Those two go together. You want it to evoke feeling or you want it to be inspirational, and you want it to inspire action. You want to be able to put some feet to it, um, uh, to, to the decision that you're making. So, uh, and the reason why you want to do that, uh, there are four reasons why you want to uh, make wise choices or very good decisions. And I'm going to give you a lot, a, a lot of information. So, number one, you will live with the choices you make. Remember that. You're going to live with the choices you make. So the, 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 you want to make committed decisions because you have to live with the choices that you're making, period. Now, people around you will, you know, maybe uh, get some uh, overspill uh, from that. But ultimately, you are the one, when you make a decision about your life in any area, you have to live with those choices in some of, in, and your immediate family. But you are the main person that has to live with the choices that you make, all right? Number two, the choices that you make will affect the lives of innocent others. Again, that's the people that are around you. Okay, so you have to keep all of that in mind. It goes back to what I said. You have to gather information to make really good decisions. So think about all of that when you make a decision. And I'm going to get to that in just a few minutes. You know, make sure that you're, when you're gathering that information, who does this affect? You know, who's going to be in, um, uh, affected by this decision once I make it? All right? Then uh, the third reason is the choices that you make will affect your Christian witness if you're a Christian. It's going to affect that. So you have to really, really get 
that understanding about what what you're doing when you're making a committed decision. What is it that I'm doing here, and how is this going to um, uh, show itself in my life, all right? What type of witness is it going to be for me, all right? And then number three, a tra- I mean four, a track record of making wise decisions uh, will demonstrate that God, uh, to God that you can be trusted to manage kingdom resources. Now, all of us want to be exceptionally uh, successful in all areas of life. And if, you know, the Word of God says to uh, whom much is given, much is required, all right? And so you want to make sure that you're making decisions that show that you can manage the resources that God is going to entrust to you, including time, you know? So don't miss that, uh, the telecall on tomorrow, including time. You want to manage your time well. You want to be able to manage all of the resources well. And in order to do that, you have to make good decisions. Um, in your, you have to make good decisions in your life if you're going to manage uh, your resources well. And so I'm going to give you some brief, brief steps. In. I'm going to give you seven steps in making um, uh, a decision, making uh, a committed decision. And so the... I'm going to go over the seven, and then I'm going to take each one and spend about maybe a few minutes, two minutes on each one or so. Okay, the first one is determine that a decision is needed. That's number one. Okay, we all know that from just, you know, we all know that one. You know, you have to decide to decide. Okay, so number one in decision-making, steps in decision-making, is you must determine that a decision is needed. And then number two, determine that the decision is important. Don't waste your time trying to make a decision about something that's not important in your life. Prioritize. It goes back to that. Go prioritize what's important in your life. You don't need to spend a whole lot of time trying to decide if you should. Um, it's not important that you decide between going to the movies and um, uh, increasing your learning for a promotion. Prioritize that. You know, so don't don't spend a lot of time on deciding whether or not you want to go to the movies over doing something that's going to help you succeed in life. Number three, assess what limits, what limits apply to the decision. And all of, every decision you make will have some limits to it. Number three, uh, four, determine possible choices. Number five, gather information about the possible choices. Then number six, evaluate or test the possible choices. And then number seven, decide to implement the decision or um, or you go back through the process again, or you have to put it back out there. So let's look at the first one. All right, so determine what determine that a decision, a decision is needed. So when you look at step number one, determine that a decision is needed. Does it have to be decided? Whatever it is, is it something that needs to be decided? If it, if it doesn't, move it out the way and move on to the next thing. You know, do you have the authority or the power to make the decision that needs to be made, even in your personal life sometimes? You know, especially if you have a family, you're married, you have a family, you know, do you have the authority and the power within you to make and implement the decision that needs to be made? All right? Do you have or can you get the necessary information to make the decision? Okay? So some things sometimes, some things are out of our reach, and we can't get to the information that's needed to make the decision. And if that's the case, you have to look at, again, you step back and say, is this a decision I need to make? If I can't gather information to help me make the decision, I probably don't need to try to make this decision. All right? And then who else could, uh, if, if, is there somebody else who can make this particular decision better than I can make it, this decision? You know, and if so, 
you're going to need to partner with, with someone, sometimes, not in every situation, you know, um, of your life. Okay, then number two, determine the, decision, determine the decision's importance. How important is the decision? You know, if it's a decision that's involving uh, finances or it's going to take some money to make it happen, you know, how much does it cost to make it, you know, how much is going to be involved in this? You know, how long, um, uh, when I make this, this committed decision, how long do I have to be committed to this? You know, so if it's something for your life, it's probably a lifetime. But if you're making a decision, a committed decision where you're extending uh, yourself to help someone, you know, else or something or some project or something like that, you know, or you are partnering with somebody in an event or things like that, you know, how long is this commitment, you know, if I decide to do this, what am I committing to and how long is the commitment for? So if it's for a weekend, for a business expo, okay, well, you know, it's for three days. You know, or if it's a joint venture kind of thing that somebody, you, you know, wants you to partner with them to put on an event, you have to look at it and say, you know, wait a minute, I might, you know, this is going to take six months of planning, you know, or if it's um, uh, in uh, somebody in your in life, somebody wants you to, hey, you know, hey, can you be my uh, accountability partner? I'm going through something. I'm going to need a little help. I, you know, I need some help in the relationship area. You have to look and decide, look at what's going on and decide, hey, how long am I going to have to commit to holding somebody's hand through a relationship issue? Is it just going to be two weeks or is it going to turn out to be two years or I have to hold your hand? Okay? Then who is involved? You know, in the decision that you have to make, who's involved in this uh, decision? What, who are the people that, that's, going to Im- that's going to be impacted by this decision or, or who actually is going to have to pr- have a part in this? Once I decide, you know, um, change later. After I make the decision, you know, um, how soon does it have to be made? You know, is it is it extremely important? Again, I talked about crisis situations, unexpected situations. You know, how soon does it have to be made? And how much information is available to make the decision right now? All right? Then number three, when you look at what limits apply to the decision, okay, uh, uh, it could be uh, something simple as time, you know, money. You know, it could be uh, people. It could be um you know, uh, maybe some type of equipment or some facilities or something, some type of uh, managerial skills. You maybe you know, maybe you don't have the skills on your job to to um, to actually uh, make the decision. You're limited because you don't have those particular managerial skills, so you really can't make the decision. You have to pass that on to someone else until you imp- um, uh, improve in that area or develop in that area. All right. Then step three: determine possible choices. All right. So. Um, consider, you know, you, you you have to look at what are all the options that are that are uh, that are involved in this decision making. You know, what um, uh, what's involved? That's just the bottom line on this one. What's involved? Determine your possible choices. Simply means what's involved in this. You know, what are my options in making this uh, decision? You know, if I decide this way, you know, what's going to happen? You know, we may call it. Sometimes you hear people say, list the pros and cons. Okay, so what are your options when you're in the process of making a decision for a particular thing, thing in your life? Number five, gathering information about your choices, all right? Uh, sometimes too much information can be as bad as too little information, okay? So limit your choices and collect your data selectively, meaning that don't gather a data that has absolutely nothing to do with the decision that you have to make. Okay, so if you are... Um, 
decide you decided that you want to become um a supervisor on your job, you know, a manager of some sort in your area, you know, say maybe it's the accounting, accounting department and you want to become uh the accounting supervisor. Okay, and so you are looking at what information do I need to collect to determine how I need to make that happen. Well, if it's about the accounting supervisor's job, then you don't need to go collect data for the IT, IT director's job. Okay, you're wasting your time because that doesn't apply to where you're trying to go to. Okay, so or where you're trying to get to. So only collect information that's relevant to the decision that you have to make or the decision that you have decided to become committed to. So if you're starting um, a retail business and you're going to be selling, uh, let's say, ladies' suits or men's suits, you, don't, you want to collect information, catalogs, data, um, uh, product sheets and all that related to the products that you, want to, that you want to sell. So if you know you're only going to sell ladies' suits and men's suits, you don't go collect, get catalogs on baby clothes. Because that has nothing to do with, with the decision you're trying to make relevant to the, you know, the, the merchandise you want in your store, okay? If you are in ministry and you know that your assignment is to help people uh, to discover what God's purpose is for their life and then how do they walk into their purpose and um, live a fulfilling and victorious life. Well, when you're studying and you're learning about that, you don't go and get uh, a book on being a, the the lead worship leader, praise and worship leader. So now you're over here studying music and songs and stuff when you should have been studying scriptures on callings and purpose and uh, knowing yourself and gifts and abilities and all of this. You decided to go and collect data on, you know, being a musician or, you know, being the, the worship leader. It has absolutely nothing to do with the decision that you made, okay, or that you're committed to. So make sure that you only collect data that's related to the, the, the decision you are committed to. Number six, evaluate or test your choices, possible choices, okay. So, you know, you look at, you look at your choices and you say, okay, uh, from this, you know, what can I do with it? You know, um, do I need any additional tools? Do I need uh, any additional learning? What is it? What can I do with the choices that are in front of me from the information that I've gathered about uh, what I'm deciding? And then step number seven, decide and implement the decision. That's key. That's the key. It goes back to a deliberate action. It goes back to um, the, the, uh, the definition that I started off with, you know, a determination to follow a course of action. That's from Mike Murdoch. And then, you know, um, Bishop Hilliard, a deliberate manner to accomplish a predetermined objective. So you want to be able to de implement the decision. Okay, so it's not always um, when you get ready to implement your decision. Um, uh, there are many, many factors that are involved um, in it. You know, um, uh, is it going to cost you anything again? If it's, uh, you know, um, how easy is it to make the, to implement the decision that you've made? You have a lot of things that come into play. But once you learn how to do this, on a again a, a precise and accurate in a precise accurate manner, then it, it becomes easier. No matter what level of decision making that you decision making you're on, you know, because every time you move forward in life, you should be growing to another level. So it really doesn't matter what level you're on. Um, it just simply will put you in a position to have learned a skill that will help you to 
make decisions better and uh, faster um, in your life so that you can um, move forward in your life. And so it's, it's real, uh, I don't want to say real easy, it's not real easy um, to do that. It is easy to make a committed decision. And, you know, if you could say, hey, for tonight before we finish this show, if you say, I'm going to make a decision to commit to my life's purpose, you could start right there. I'm going to commit to my career. I said this is the career that I like. I like this job. I like uh, being um, uh, in accounting. I like being uh, uh, an administrative assistant. I like um, being um, uh, finance, a financial investor. I like being in banking. I like a, being a school teacher, whatever it is. When you can say commit, uh, make a decision to commit to where you are, then from there you can make healthy, godly decisions from there. And so it's, 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 it's not as um, difficult or hard, you know, as it seems, or sometimes people try to make um, uh, it seems, but um, it, it, it can become a natural flow of your life when you, be, when you actually practice decision-making on a continuous basis. And if you want to do that, you can. You can Even from the smallest of decisions, you can put some of these principles and some of this knowledge into play, you know, so that you can see yourself growing in the area of decision-making. And so uh, before we leave tonight, I'm going to close with this, four principles on decision-making and talk a little bit about each one of these. And I mentioned some of these already, but just to help you understand the importance of being committed. And then I'm going to give you an assignment. Uh, that's going to help you uh, in uh, being committed um, in your in your life and in your career or um, in ministry, on your job, wherever you are, uh, find yourself. And so the very first one for the four principles of decision-making, number one, with every choice you make, there are some concepts attached. Every choice, every decision you make, there are some consequences attached. So when you're in the process of learning how to make committed decisions, remember that there are consequences to it. You know, it's um, like um, going out on a date with the wrong guy. You know he's the wrong guy or the wrong girl. You know that that's the wrong girl. Well, there are some consequences to that. So if the date turns out to be a disastrous, disastrous, that's the consequence. Or if it turns out that you're sitting up in a restaurant with somebody who's loud and brass and cruel, you know, and snappy, that's the consequences of making the wrong decision, all right? If you uh, make a decision that um, you want to uh, start a, um, a, uh, a sweet shop where you know that you're supposed to start a men's clothing store, then there are some consequences to that. So when you start that sweet shop, and it's not as successful or you become really um, discouraged and not as happy, might be making a little money, but you're not fulfilled, that's the consequences of making the wrong decision. You know, if you decide, you know, um, you know, I really want to be a supervisor on the job, but I really want to be a supervisor in the accounting department, and then you decide that you're going to go apply for the supervisor's job in another area, you know, maybe uh, a supervisor in the human resource department, but there are consequences to that. When you get over there and you find out that's not exactly what you want to be doing, the consequences may be that you can't move or uh, be promoted for another six months to a year on a job because now you've accepted this position, you have to stay here for six months to a year before you can apply or be considered to, uh, in uh, being moved to another position. So remember, every decision, every choice uh, you make, there are consequences attached to it. 
Number two, you have a right to choose, but not a right to decide the consequences. So you do have a right to choose. You have a right to decide, but you don't have a right to the consequences. All right, that that result of that. So that's why you have to develop good decision making skills, and you have to look at the full picture. You have to you have to really put in front of you uh, again the pros and the cons. What if I do? You know, what's the benefits of doing this? What's going to be the the uh, aftermath um, if I make this particular decision, or if I don't make this particular decision? What's what's going to be the consequences of that? Number three, every righteous choice will be challenged by the enemy, by, by the devil, by the demonic spirits, you know. So every time you do something righteously, there's something that's waiting to, to um, attack that. And if you're not strong in your inner man, you'll be discouraged and you'll think that you haven't made the right decision when it really is the right decision. So be very, very careful of that one. It's, uh, when you've made a righteous choice, stand your ground. You've made a righteous decision. Stand your ground. It doesn't matter what, who says what. When you know that you've been led by the Spirit of God, beyond a shadow of a doubt, when you've made that decision according to the Word of God, don't be moved. You stay right there in that decision. All right, and then number four, the choice you make to live for God is the choice that gives you purpose and meaning for life. And so those are the four principles of decision-making. And I'm going to give you now your assignment that I think will help you in this uh, particular process, so let me read it to you, and you can um, write it down. And if I get a chance, and you are on the um, the email list, and you've registered for the uh, for the uh, tele teleconference, I'll put it out there. Uh, I'll send it to you in a PDF uh, form if I get a chance to do that. But if I don't, let me give you let me give you the the assignment. The first thing I want you to do is to actually write, uh, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to write um, the decision that needs, to, that needs to be made right now. It may just be, and for you it may not be, uh, if you can't verbalize it in a complete sentence, at least write it in such a way that you know what area of life that you need to make a committed decision in right now. Okay, so what area of life do you need to make a committed decision in right now? All right, and then the next, now, the second assignment, after you do that, based on the um, the um, the format that I gave for to make the decision or to make the declaration or write it down, I want you then to write that decision. Remember, it doesn't have to – don't make it long and drawn out because that's, that would be like a mission statement. It needs to be, you know, it needs to be really short, concise, and uh, clear and memorable. It needs to be something that can stay in your spirit that you can remember or, you know, you can repeat to yourself over and over again. All right? So remember that it needs to be clear, concise, memorable, inspiring. So, you know, don't make it long and drawn out. Just simply make it um, uh, something really easy. For example, let me give you some examples. Uh, but I'm doing this, uh, you know, uh, let, me, let me start over. His, I commit to building a successful business. That's one. You know, um, I commit to being a masterful business owner or in having a thriving practice and living the life of my dreams. You know, I commit to being a better person, friend, more friendly, more loving, more compassionate. You know, I commit to being successful on my job, uh, in my career, uh, being more skilled and, uh, um, and more creative on my job. You know, something very, very short, very clear, and something you can remember. 
so that you can start putting some action to what it is that you're deciding and committing to, okay, that you're making a decision to commit to. So make sure that it's something that is precise, clear, memorable, and inspiring for you. Okay, I want to thank you so much for joining me on tonight and uh, hanging in there uh, for this time. And I want to encourage you to please um, be sure to join us on tomorrow uh, for the um, first uh, telecall for the uh, teleconference. And this um, 10 o'clock Central Time is going to be Are Your Nets Clean? Again, we're going to be dealing with, you know, um, do you have – uh, your nets prepared to catch the harvest that you want to catch. You know, if not, what's getting in the way? You know, do you, know, do you need to mend your nets? Do you need to um, uh, uh, fix your nets in any way? Is your net big enough for the harvest that God wants you um, to actually um, pull in? Okay, and then at 12.15 for the lunch and learn, we're going to do timing, and we're going to talk about how to manage your time you know, to get yourself together and finish the year out strong, how to manage your time. We're going to give you some uh, time management tips to help you. We're going to tell you, most importantly, how to recognize the seasons of your life and the timing of God in your life and how to respect God's timing in your life. Because when God tells us to do something, that means that um, he has a, uh, a time that he wants us to do it in. And sometimes we drag our feet and we don't do it in the timing of God, and we miss the fullness of it. So we're going to talk about um, talk about that. So thank you so much for joining me on tonight. God bless you. We're going to close out in prayer. I am Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much. Let's pray. <coughs> Excuse me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I bless your name, O oh God, for the lesson and the word that has gone forth on this evening. I pray that everyone who had ears to hear will hear. What you said to them tonight, I pray they become doers of your word and not just hearers only. I pray that they will learn to be skillful decision makers, and every decision that's made in their lives will be aligned in in accordance with their purpose for life, Lord God, and that they'll see a manifestation that would motivate them and inspire them to continue on to do great things in life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. I'll see you on the call in the morning. Thank you so much for joining the Got to Get Myself Together 2014 Summer Teleconference. Have a great evening.